Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Barry White. We're never, ever, ever going to give you up. Today on the show, we're talking about the patriarchy. Yes, I know, before you click away, <laughs> this is not some sort, of, some sort of social rant. This is not me being a social justice warrior or whatever terms you like to use. Um, it is not all about that. This is talking about the patriarchy in terms of the male emotional experience and talking about how essentially men have not been historically uh, allowed to express themselves emotionally and how that leads to a lot of fear. And there's a lot of fear of takeover and fear of losing a certain level of status and, um, you know, and, and not being able to, uh, and, you know, being fearful of like helping their partners grow as people for fear of losing their sense of status. And, uh, frankly, you know, a lot of men have used, uh, um, societal privilege as a means to not improve themselves. And I think we're simply at a time where men have got to kind of step it up a little bit and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's going to benefit humanity as a whole for men to have to just kind of do a little bit more in a different way. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and really it's, this is all about trying to put a positive spin on this because if we're going to make any kind of social change in life, like men have got to come along with us, you know, and, um, I say us because, you know, I'm also a man <laughs> and uh, I understand, uh, the male emotional experience, the, uh, uh, the blockers that have been in place for expressing yourself emotionally and, um, feeling a sense of insecurity when, you know, someone that you're with is maybe doing better than you, but also, I've gone through that transformation. I've gone through that change of like, okay, my partner is making more money than me. She is doing so much of so many amazing things in life. How can, what can I do to a keep her and B do, you know, improve myself. And that included, um, you know, dressing a little bit better and improving my mindset and being more loving and respectful and caring and just kind of, you know, evening ourselves out and, and being a man doesn't mean that I have to be the ruler or be in charge but I can still be loving and protective and caring and, and do my part and more than my part. Uh, but it's just the definitions are changing. And uh, again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there is a commonality happening where we are uh, tackling a lot of traditional structures. And um, I think at the end of it, if we're all on the same page and it's all in service of being kinder and better and, and creating a more harmonious society, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So um, we're going to talk all about that and then male roles and status as well. So stick around. Let's listen to that beautiful intro and uh, talk about the patriarchy on dopamine. Yeah. Drums, please. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is Tuesday morning. This is literally the first time I'm speaking today, so my voice is a little extra gravelly uh, while I warm up. <laughs> but uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, happy Tuesday. It is also Tuesday, the week before. I'm from the past. Ooh. Um, 
it's okay here. The world hasn't fallen apart yet. Um, maybe it has in, in seven days. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how it goes. That happened on The Ring, if you remember that movie. <laughs> seven days and you will die. Um, <laughs> so today on the show, I wanted to continue this discussion of um, sort of the male experience and male responsibility and emotions and things like that, and um, talk about the quote-unquote patriarchy. And um, it's sort of, this this episode is meant as like an educational episode, not so much as like a, you men are the worst, <laughs> because I'm also a man, and I don't think I'm the worst. I'm I'm sometimes not great, but that's fine. This is a, a part of life. <laughs> um, but for the most part, um, you know, I, I'm aware of the privileges I have as a man. Uh, I'm aware of how that's affected me in a positive way. And um want to talk about that because there's bigger things going on, of course, uh, in terms of government, in terms of the way that history has moved forward. And there is some um, connective tissue when we uh so last week on friday we talked about the racial divide and this is a similar issue and it's kind of interesting that there are a lot of issues occurring and moving in a, a, a trajectory at the same time you know you've got the male female dynamic you've got uh the economic dynamic you've got um yeah uh uh, racial dynamics, and you've got all sorts of other things going on that are moving uh, seemingly at the same time. Like things are kind of shifting and ebbing and flowing. But, um, you know, and there's, of course, pushback because why wouldn't there be? You know, uh, a lot of us are dealing with things that are um, scary in terms of the way that we live our lives or things, or, you know, facing uncertainty, because if things change from what we're used to, like that's scary, it could be bad. And simply the fact that it could be bad is a, a scary thing for a lot of people. That's why a lot of us fear success, you know, because even though it's like, there's a promise of good things, there is still the potential that our lives are going to change and uh, other bad things are going to come as a result. Other bad, big things that we might not be able to deal with. For example, if you're like making more money, you're going to have bigger money problems potentially. And that's really frightening. Like zero is a much bigger number. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the challenge. I think that's a lot of the challenge that a lot of men are facing, um, that they feel that by relinquishing some sense of power, quote unquote, that they are going to lose everything. They're going to lose their, uh, potential. They're going to lose the American values, which were created by, you know, men and a lot of, um, other, uh, uh, values in life that are traditional and based on a lot of, you know, primal needs that men have, uh, and, and kind of, it's going to turn it on its head and men are going to lose their value. And I think that is, um, I think that's a, that's a genuine feeling. And I think that's something I want to talk about because, um, you know, a lot of people, you, you hear the word patriarchy, and I'm sure a lot of you saw this, saw the word at the start of the episode, and you're like, oh, God, here's another rant about the patriarchy. Or here's another someone telling me that I'm wrong for being a man. And honestly, that's not what I'm here to do. Uh, I'm trying to do the best that I can to explain the thought process and the feelings and emotions, because um, I think a lot of people... Um, that are fighting on the side of feminism, including myself, um, are being very antagonistic towards the men in general. And, um, 
you know, uh, ironically, men don't feel heard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, while, and, but at the same time, you know, a lot of feminists are like, well, you know, you've been running the show for a long time. You don't deserve to have your emotions heard. And, uh, I, I would say that's simply wrong to, to think that or say that. And, um, uh, I, I just, I want to help promote a, a positive perspective that, not necessarily saying that the quote unquote patriarchy needs to stay or is right or anything like that. But, um, there is sub subconscious underlying things going on, you know, that men, um, a lot of men based on traditions and values feel that they inherent inherit, uh, a place in the family unit or in society as a place of power. And I, I can feel that as a man, you know, it feels you're born into it and you just feel like, okay, you're the man of the house. You know, you're the, you're the one in charge. You're, you're, you're the protective one. You're the, you're the strong one. And, um, I don't think in a lot of ways, I don't think that would change even if the society evened out a little bit more in terms of equality, but, uh, in terms of, um, in terms of values, I think they're, they're certainly important values, but I think, men have taken advantage of that as a means to gain resources and take advantage of women and, um, you know, treat women unfairly and minorities unfairly and other, other people, um, basically unequally as a result of being an, a man and feeling like your being a man was a God given gift or right. And, uh, it's also not appropriate to feel or think that way. I think it's important I think it's important for business and it's important for life to remain humble as best as you can. And that's something my dad taught me really. Um, but it's something that is becoming more and more popular when you have like thought leaders and speakers like Gary V and Tony Robbins and, and people out there like that who are talking more about how kindness is good for business and kindness is being good for business means it's gotta be good for life. Right? <laughs> so you know, uh, if we're constantly playing this defensive game, which I think is what we're seeing the patriarchy as being is just like this, this big defensive figure that is like, uh, we don't want to lose our, our, our morals and our rights and our, um, you know, our right to be leaders as men. And, um, you know, feeling like if we give up our rights or give up our, I shouldn't say rights, cause it's, there, it's not really a right it's a self-proclaimed right, but it's, um, it's by giving it up or, or, you know, sharing the table essentially that everything's going to change. You're not going to have a sense of power. You're not going to have as much weight as you had before. And, you know, in a lot of ways it's going to be true. Um, and, uh, but you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be worse or things are not going to be better. You know, it's like you need different perspectives. Um, and in the, in the world, essentially, from family unit to family unit to government to everywhere, we need different perspectives. And I think, again, the biggest issue is men feeling like their value is going to be diminished if they lose power. Because power and money creates this perception that you're going to have greater opportunities for reproduction, for wealth, for um, control over other human beings, which, in, which increases the opportunities for safety and living a long life and giving your assets to the next generation. 
which is all in satisfaction of the ego. And I think the ego is something that a lot of people are trying to break down as well, especially when it comes to like parent child relationships. Also, um, we're trying to talk more. I know I have, I know some people on Facebook are, I've, I've heard plenty of people trying to change some of the conversation around parenting because there's a lot of shaming when it comes even from mother to mother and father to father. Um, about how we should raise our kids, how should we treat them. And a lot of it is all about ego. And ego is something that wants to pass on to the next generation like our biology does. But our ego is ours. Our ego dies with us. And that is a really, really hard thing to realize once you start thinking about morality, uh, your mortality rather, and thinking about um, that you're not going to live. So you're trying to pass your ego onto your children, you know, treating your children like an extension of you when they are their own person, you're raising another person. You're not raising a clone of you, <laughs> you know? So, uh, that becomes a challenge. And I think that mindset also translates over to some of this patriarchal thinking of, you know, men want to pass on, you know, their genealogy and their lineage and, um, their, their generational values to the next person. And frankly, you know, everyone wants to live their own lives. The next generation wants to define the generation for them. That's, I mean, that's reasons why we have so many different generations other than wars, but we have different varieties of things that happen, social change, different growths. And usually those changes happen from generation to generation. Very rarely do you see massive changes happening within one generation. Um, so, you know, I, I've also heard people saying like, oh man, I can't wait for those boomers to die off. And that's messed up because those are our parents and our grandparents. Like, don't say that. Come on. Um, you know, so in, in reference again to, to men, it's, I think what's going to help is doing what we can as individual men, people who are listening to this or your fathers or your uh, husbands or boyfriends uh, to instill a sense of confidence within them. And to not necessarily have to put yourself down in order to lift them up because, you know, uh, again, in reference to like male fragility and stuff like that, like it's, it's important to remember that men have, we have emotions, but like historically we've never been allowed to express it because it makes us quote unquote weak. And I think what happens, what can, what will happen as a result of more women coming into power and um, more diversity of all kinds coming into power is allowing a sense of um, allowing a sense of growth within men to be able to express themselves emotionally, have an even seat at the table and being able to, uh, to talk about and be, be able to express themselves emotionally and live more fulfilling lives. Um, so I'm going to take a break and we're going to talk a little bit more about like that power shift and some of the, the fears that, that come with that also. Okay. So welcome back. Uh, hope you guys are, are still there. You're doing okay. <laughs> um, I, I, ironically, I forgot that it's September 11th today. So I'm recording this on September 11th. It's going to be like the 16th or 17th when you hear this, but, uh, um, it's also my dad's birthday. So happy birthday, dad. And, um, thanks for listening everybody. And, uh, I appreciate you guys and, um, grateful for, uh, this country. And I think it's kind of, uh, ironic that I'm talking about this today. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about um, some of the fears that men have in terms of giving up power, because I, I think it's, it's, it's hard because it's like, I think in terms of what people are really saying when they say the patriarchy, they're talking about white male religious men. And I think, I think there's certainly 
again, it's like, you know, diversity is going to be helpful for different perspectives, but I think there's certainly a fear of those types of men of giving up power and losing the ability to gain their seat because of, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's the same thing. I, I feel it's the same thing. And, and again, I apologize. This is not meant to call out men. This is meant to be just kind of like an honest interpretation of what I see. And hopefully we can find ways to like improve ourselves as men and continue to grow. You know, this is not me attacking you. I want to, I want to be clear about that. Um, and, um, but I, but I feel it's the same, like not giving up power is the same as men being homophobic in fear of men treating them the way that they treat women, you know? So I, I always found that a lot of homophobic men are men that tend to objectify women and be very, uh, you know, rude and cat and, and all of that stuff. And, uh, I think a lot of men in power are kind of feeling the same sort of thing. Like if I give up power, I'm going to lose power completely, or my type of person is going to lose power completely. And, um, I understand that fear. Uh, you know, I, I think it is understandable. Um, I, I, I get that, but it's also fear rooted in an unknown and fear in an unknown, you know, inhibits human progress. And I think I want to stress that it's like human progress, not that I'm expecting any kind of government people to listen to this podcast, but, um, you know, I, I, I want to bring it back down to earth, really back down to, uh, to everyday people, to everyday men who are running businesses and the fathers of families and the patriarch in the family that, um, you know, it's, it's certainly important to love and care and protect. And you're going to hear a theme throughout the week because, you know, it's not a complicated issue, but I have to make it complicated to try to gain, you know, the attention of other perspectives is, you know, to be a kind, loving, protective person, but to, you know, encourage autonomy and to encourage independence within your kids and respect what they want and respect what your, your partner wants. And, to be on equal playing field, an equal playing field with your family, you know, and, um, that being a man, while you've been lucky to gain the privilege of, of social, um, social privilege over time, it's, it's not your inherent right as a man to be a jerk, <laughs> to be, uh, controlling, to be, um, to, to command respect. Um, and I think, you know, and some issues I had in my past with, um, with my dad, um, again, he's a good man, so I don't want to call him out here in that sense, but, you know, we had some issues growing up where he would often, uh, demand respect. And I don't, the only reason I bring that up is because I don't think that's very far off from a lot of men who were raised by, uh, the greatest generation. You know, my dad's a baby boomer. And I think that's a lot of issues that we've had with baby boomers and it's not his fault. I want to stress that it's not his fault. It's not any man's fault, honestly, that they may have behaved a certain way or said certain things, but you know, cause we're only acting on what we've been taught. Right. So I think it's important to remember that, you know, we were all kids once and, you know, we're all just acting upon the things that were placed on us and the things that we've experienced, you know, the traumas that we've come across, the mental illness that we're dealing with, things like that. Um, so like, you know, my dad was, uh, is a man that I say was because like, he's just not the same man that he used to be, you know, uh, he's, he's a better man and, um, and doing well for himself. But at the time when I was a teenager, you know, there was a lot of trying to demand respect and, um, 
you know, it was actually through him through that actually that I ended up learning that you can't demand respect. You know, it's not something I wanted to do. It just didn't make sense to me that you would demand respect just because, you know, I came from your seed or came from, you know, that, that, that it's a, uh, the biological link does not mean that I am your slave or your, uh, your, a captor (laughs) captive to you. And, um, again, like that's parent child dynamics as well, um, that are shifting. And, um, I think over time, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's learned that he's become a good man. And, um, you know, there are a lot of men out there who are learning through, through trial and error and having to, you know, being, being taught things from their parents that they have to unlearn and unlearning things takes a lot of time. So I understand the frustration from someone who is trying to make social change, but I also can empathize and understand from the male perspective of why that's hard to change. You know, I feel, I still, you know, when Molly and I are walking down the street, I still walk on the street side because that's what I was taught. You know, you're the man, you have to walk on the outside in case a car comes, you get hit first, (laughs) which is like such a weird, it's such a weird thing, but it's something that was just kind of like instilled, um, and taught as a male value. Um, you know, and it's something that, uh, is, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, honestly, but it's, there, there is a sense of responsibility that comes with being a man. And I think, I think those things are still important to pass down this sense of this, the sense of responsibility of being protective of being loving and being caring. But, uh, but the point is to not make it a hindrance to your family, your friends, your, your, the people that you are essentially making yourself in charge of, <laughs> you know, you are, you are not their captor, you know, you are not their, um, you are not in charge of their livelihood. Even if you were the breadwinner in the family, um, that is not the case where you have say like that, you know, people can leave you. Um, you know, your wife can leave you if you're controlling and, and being a person that is trying to be male domineering, you know? So, uh, it, it is, it's important to play even roles and, and create, you know, you're there something. I, okay. So this is something I talked to Molly a lot about, uh, about all the time is that um, I feel that my role as the the male in the relationship, or at least, you know, me to her really is to create opportunity for us and for her, you know, she's, she's doing that herself. She's trying to create opportunity. She's being supportive of me. She's also doing the same thing, but I feel inherently that, that, that is my trait is to take care of her to make sure that she's okay and to kind of essentially pave the way for her to be able to soar you know and there's like i don't understand why that's not the norm to want to make your wife more powerful because frankly i think that's sexy (laughs) but you know it's um i think she would find that sexy also and for a woman to be uh to have notoriety to be in power and and again i think the reason that men don't lift women up is because of their own insecurities. And it's, it's a common theme, right? I mean, people try to hold other people in some sense of control or powers because of their own insecurities. And those things need to be addressed, you know, within men. And why that's why I think it's important to continue a positive conversation. That's why I love YouTube channels that are trying to teach men how to dress better and how to, um, to, 
to use the positive aspects of being a man to grow them and to be better people. Because if we grow and become more confident, we're going to help other people grow and more, be more confident because I'm, I'm a confident person. I have no insecurity. So like, you know, Molly is more of an outgoing extroverted type and she wants to go do things like, you know, she, I'm like, go have fun, go meet people, go, you know, cause she, she makes connections all the time. She's networking. She's trying to make herself known in the area and trying to, uh, to get more of her art in different places and do all this stuff. Like who am I to stop her? Like that, that would be terrible. Um, so it's important for me to, to nurture that and do what I can to, not only just get out of the way, but to be there and uh, help her in whatever ways that I can. Now, that's not to say that um, I should drop everything that I'm doing to help her because I need to still move my stuff forward. So it's all within reason, of course, but that's why you're equals. You know, you can help each other up. And uh, she helps me with things. She listens to what I'm working through. I listen to what she's working through and give her suggestions. She gives me suggestions. She sees what I'm doing. She sees when I, you know, a lot of the time she'll see that I'll make like an emotional growth moment and she'll be like, yeah, I knew that's what you needed. <laughs> and I'll do the same for her. And, um, you know, we'll be aware of that stuff, but we're not going to be like demanding of it. And I think in relationships that can be a, an issue. Like you see some, a a place where someone needs to grow and you're just like, you need to be fucking better. And you know, with us, we're just like, I know that you need to prove improve in this area. I'm going to give you some time. You'll get there. I trust you. I believe in you. And, and that's the thing, you know, as, as the male in this relationship, I am the machete that is clearing the brush so that you, she can go into the open field and do what she needs to do. And I can continue to focus on the details and the things that I want to do. You know, it's a partnership. And I think if we, continue as a society to build partnerships within family units, we can see that that partnership will work on a larger scale as well. You know, I think, I think there's this perspective that it's probably a top down thing that if we get a female president or we get like more women in, in government, it's going to trickle down to families of seeing that, which is possible. Totally. I think, uh, but I, I don't think it's exclusive to either way. You know, I think it starts with the ground floor also, you know, people, men can feel confident and still nurture their, their wives and help them grow and be more successful and gain notoriety and make more money than them. You know, like, like I've had, um, my last two relationships, my, my ex-wife made way more money than I did. And, um, that was a, an amazing part of our relationship. You know, she, she held it down with the ways that she could hold it down and I did the best that I could. And I wasn't made to feel belittled because of that. So I do respect and appreciate that about her. And, um, you know, we, we worked together as a partnership to continue to, to pay the bills. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to her and say like, you're making too much money. Stop it. You're making me look bad. Like, no, that's, that's, you're making yourself look bad if you think that. So it's important for men to take personal responsibility for how we are and who, how we feel. And, um, and, and again, I think it's like, it's an extension of a lot of the things that I'm always talking about on the show. Right. It's like, um, you know, listen to the four agreements. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions, be impeccable with your word and do the best that you can and forgive yourself, you know, and allow yourself as a man to, to work through the emotional depths and breadth of, of how you feel as a person. There's no shame in that. You can still be a strong, masculine, loving, sexual, wonderful human being and not have to be 
forceful and controlling and holding people back and being uh, fearful and being uh, a rage monster. Like there's just no need for any of that. Um, so as long as you have autonomy and the ability to control that, I certainly encourage you to work towards that. You know, being humble, being kind is good for business. It's good for life. It's good for your relationships. You know, be kind and be helpful to each other and continue to grow as people. So when I talk about the patriarchy and like the social system, you know, it's, I, I wanted to talk about this in the way that I want to reframe it because it's all about the male emotional experience. It's more complicated, obviously, when you get into like government and the, and the, and the bigger picture of it all, of course, but it's important to, to kind of zoom in and remember that we're all people. We're people with our own fears, our anxieties. We're dealing with various levels of mental illness, but we were all kids once. We were all innocent and we all have that innocence still. So there's the ability for someone who is a jerk and is um, not willing to give up their seat at the table to change their ways, to look at things a little bit differently, to be open to their partner taking more of the responsibility to look at their kids as someone that is their own individual and not just an extension of them and not people that we rule over, you know, that they are people that we are nurturing and, and growing and trying to encourage to make their own way and not just pass our businesses onto them or pass our, our mindset onto them or pass our religion onto them. You know, they have the opportunities to make their own decisions and to encourage that I think is the best way that we can grow forward and, and live and, um, you know, trying to live in a, in a world where, where humans are, are doing the best that we can for each other. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be difficulties. It's not as easy as me saying that men, you just need to be better men. Um, because there's just still, there's just too many variables. There's 7.7 billion people in the world. So I'm, I'm only talking to a few hundred or a thousand at a time, you know, only a few hundred are probably going to listen to this episode uh, unless the show continues to grow. So, but I think it's important. I think it's a great topic. I think it's something that we need to discuss. And the, the reason that I'm doing these episodes this week is because I want to free reframe the perception around men as best as I can, that men are not inherently evil. Men are not trying to control everyone. Men are not at its core, someone who is, is trying to ruin you. Um, you know, and, and if we're going to improve and make social change and, um, you know, and, and do things in a way that's going to benefit everyone, we need to bring men along with us and not antagonize. So, and men, it's up to you to not feel antagonized, to realize that someone else is just projecting how they feel. And it's not a reflection on who, who you as are as a person. You know, if a woman comes to you and starts talking about the patriarchy, listen to her and encourage the conversation and don't just say like, well, that's not me <laughs> and not all men. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you need to have a little bit more of a, the wherewithal to listen to the entire conversation and listen to what their perspective is and realize that they are typically not blaming you specifically. And even if they are blaming you specifically, again, the four agreements, don't take anything as personally. Like they are just expressing what they feel inside and something else or someone else made them feel that way. You specifically might not have made them feel that way. And if you did specifically make them feel that way, then that's something for you to think about you know, and think about that and take responsibility because that, is, I think that is part of being a, a grown ass man is taking responsibility, handling your shit, being loving and caring, you know, taking care of yourself, taking responsibility and just 
just being a good person, you know, and, and like be a good person first. And then all of the male value stuff comes second. And it's not exclusive to religion or race or, or status or economic status in any kind of way. It's just every man has the opportunity to be a good man, despite the stresses that they deal with, the mental health and illness that we deal with. And I've talked about it again in many, many episodes in the past that in relation to men with mental illness, that men with mental illness are not necessarily like the mental illness is not causing them to be a bad person, you know, and and usually mental illness is accentuating something that already exists within them. So they still, even as someone who is dealing with mental illness needs to reflect upon themselves and figure out how they can satiate and work through those emotional experiences. Again, I think men and emotions are an important topic and it's something that's going to be reoccurring throughout the week. I think one of the episodes is going to be about specifically about males and the emotional expressions that they should have more often. And honestly, uh, it seems like a lot of the, a lot of crime, a lot of hate, a lot of misguided behavior is all bent up emotional things that men don't feel like they can express because like if we're literally going by the Myers-Briggs system, there are men who are classified as feelers, as emotional types who have a sense of spirituality, who have uh, a sense of connection that if they tapped into it, they would probably have a greater, a better time, um, you know, attracting women and satiating some of those insecurities that they have um, by leaning into their emotional strengths as a person. So um, we'll talk about that more in another episode coming up. I'm going to wrap up this one. So um, this actually went a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> um, and because uh, I was worried that I would end up going on like a social rant and that's not the point here. And uh, I apologize if anything triggered um, for you. But also it's important that to understand and, you know, if something ever triggers you when I'm talking about it, you know, write it down and try to think about what that is. Why were you triggered by that? Because it's not me. I'm not, I'm not the one telling you that you're a jerk, (laughs) you know, and I know there's other stuff in societies and I know we're all triggered by a lot of wording these days because of like social discussions and arguments and stuff. But it's certainly important to remember that there is always a way to continue to be a good person and to improve your values and improve the world without having to sacrifice everything that you are and that you, and when, what you have. And again, that fear, that fear of the unknown is typically what keeps us from being able to go the next mile and try to, you know, be a better person and not be controlling and all of that stuff. So before I go around in circles again, we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. It's, it's amazing that you guys are still listening to this. Um, I still love doing it as a result. So if you want to leave a voice message here on anchor, you absolutely can. Um, I can put it on the air if you have a question and certainly answer it. And, uh, or you can hit me up at let's go C note on all the social channels or dopamine show on Twitter and dopamine podcast on Instagram, which I'm doing a little bit more Instagram again these days. And, um, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, etc., cetera, uh, leave a rating and a review that would absolutely help the show get noticed a little bit more, move up in the rankings. That would be fantastic. Or if you liked this episode specifically, feel free to share it with a friend and bring them along into the conversation. Because uh, I think this conversation in particular about trying to acknowledge the male emotional experience and how it is painting the resistance that a lot of men have to social change. Um, I I think it's important to have that discussion. So um, 
with that, um, again, just a reminder that this is my perspective and I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. You can go to cnote.media to check out my courses and all the stuff that I'm working on. And uh, that's it. So take care of yourselves and each other and your loved ones and be good people. You know, don't get your head in a crazy spot. I'm running out of words. All right. Bye. (laughs) Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.